Um, and they do it like once a week and they bring a dog on board and it's okay, such and such for the dog. It's like a hundred dollars, $200. It's microchipped. It's this, it's that, right? Yeah. That's what they do because they're trying to promote themselves. They bring this dog on. Oh, it's microchipped. It has, but this dog is free. All we accept, we just want donations on this dog. That's all we require. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Gary. He's 15 years old. He's blind. The fucking dog's facing the wrong way. He's shaking like he's dying on the screen. What's <laughs> the chances of you getting that fucking dog home before it is his fucking duck? Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know, planes man. that they're building? There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd way. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. Um how's everybody doing? I'm Shane. John. I'm Josh, and I'm doing great. <laughs> Hi, strangers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually an episode that we decided, uh, and we're going to, I think we decided, what, once a month we're going to kick this off? Yeah, I think once a month. This Sounds is the thing. We are behind on fucking news all the time, I feel. Like there's, especially with this, oh God, the UFO bullshit and everything going on. Like it's just huge. It's, I feel we don't have enough time to, to kind of click onto it. Yeah. So what we're going to do, um, this is kind of a new intro and an episode we're going to do once a month and it will be strictly news, kind of a, you know, paranormal news, parastrange type thing throughout there. Uh, and we're going to gather everything together and, uh, and go forth. But, uh, first of all, I want to say that thank you everybody for the moon landing remarks. I don't know if you guys caught this, but we had a bunch of people say, oh my God, you guys actually researched it and did a good job. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for listening, whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my friend Michelle commented on the uh, Instagram post and said she had to look up what the Van Allen belt belts were. So <laughs> awesome. Thanks too. for listening, Michelle. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah. There's actually one guy in particular that uh, on our phone number, by the way, area code 801-252-69. Oh, yeah. 45. You can actually text or call on that. But uh, I had a listener reach out and he's like, oh my God, you know, I forever thought, no, there's no way. There's no way we landed on the moon. There's no way that happened. And after our part one, part two episode of it, he's like, you know what? I think we landed on the moon. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So fuck. If we change minds, imagine what else we could do. We can fucking famine can go away. Wait till we yeah. start telling lies. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. So I just want to say thank you, everybody. Uh, it was a fun episode. It was really cool research. Um, and that leads us to this. You know, we had um, another trip, and actually, I'll let John and Josh kind of speak for a little bit more. In regards to last weekend, we had a chance to go out to, for those of you who may know Utah, um, there's a place called the Uinta Basin, about what, three hours from Salt Lake, roughly? Yeah, about that. We talked about it before. Hey, we're going to make a trip. And we went out there um, with another up-and-coming podcast, and uh, and it was fantastic. And I, if you guys want to fill in from there. Yeah, so um, there's another podcast that I'm working on with a couple other guys called Lights, Lies, and the Lizard Man. Um we're still working on content, put that out, but uh, we all went down there and to Skinwalker and drove around and took video and fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah uh, if you follow us at uh, Strange Uncles on or Strange Uncles podcast on Instagram, um, I was posting just some clips and stuff from the trip. Um, like uh, we caught evidence of a strange cryptid called the Flyman of Randlett, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is just God killing flies with my shirt off and one shoe on. And uh, but uh, uh, we got some really interesting footage um, along with uh, with our friends from uh, Lights, Lies, and Lizard Man, um, and uh, it's really cool. We're going through it. We're trying to put it together. Uh, we want to do like a split seven inch episode with those guys um nice so. nice call yeah. so yeah uh, look forward to that in the coming weeks mm -hmm. yeah and i think um one of the al was one of the uh, people on your team on the original team he posted some of the the clip i think on instagram of the orbs and other thing which i <laughs> i still can't explain yeah, yeah so, so uh john's team's research uh john's research team's 
<laughs> uh, Instagram is cold research. Yep. Um, and uh, Al was posting a lot of stuff on that. Yeah, he posted a couple videos of some orbs in the sky that we caught that were just dancing around the sky and flashing from one end of the sky all the way to the other. Um, pretty, yeah. Some pretty just compelling footage. Fucking um, amazing. I yeah. mean, a lot of the footage was taken uh, with a tripod, so there's no, like, mm -hmm. you can't say someone was shaking the camera around right. or anything. Yep, nope, you know? that was at, like, a 45-degree angle on a tripod, just focusing up at the at the sky so yeah speaking of tripods i lost mine when i say lost i mean i loaded it but it didn't show up back at camp again so mm, I think one of the one of the tricksters got to you we were yeah. only a little bit drunk when that happened yeah, i was like bit. two cans drunk so i don't think that was the case but yeah, uh, I yeah don't you never know you never know it's weird all in all, it, it was fucking awesome. Number one, to just partnership with everything. And then stand by because we got some other things, uh, other sticks in the fire possibly. But if nothing else, when we get to the Skinwalker, we go through all the videos and all the intros. I mean, it just, shit, man, we got, fuck, we got a lot. Yeah. We got a lot. So it'll be, a, it'll be a few weeks. It'll probably be September timeframe before we get that out. But um, another quick thing I want to mention, only because I got a boner about it. <clears throat> no offense. I should edit that out. No, I'm yeah, not going to. You should. So <laughs> so the wife and I are actually going to uh, L.A. next weekend. We're going to swing by Vegas, do that thing, and then hit L.A. for a Seahawks game and come by. But I, I, I said, all right, we're going to hang to Vegas on Friday night, Sunday night, because we're going to break up the trip a little bit. I go, okay, That's I'll smart. get the hotels in Vegas, right? Um, you get the one in L.A. So she actually sends me the itinerary like four days ago, and I, I the first thing I did was I broke my fucking thumbs texting you guys. She sends me that itinerary for the, we are booked Saturday night on the Queen Mary. That's amazing. In yeah, that's Long awesome. Beach. And that's oh. what a sweetheart. I know, right? That's when you know she actually might love me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Lucky man. Yeah. Well, I already reached out to uh, some promoters and seeing if we can get a tour, get an interview. So, you know, maybe nothing, nothing else. I'll bring my recorders. But if we can get somebody lined up for that, um, you know, that'll be actually awesome. Yeah, you so. definitely have to bring your recording stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't. I, can, I absolutely can't wait. Record 24-7. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Well, <laughs> yeah. Even when you just go yeah. to bed, just... Yeah, just, yeah, leave, it just on the, it on. leave it on the nightstand. No. Right, right. You never know. You, know, you never just know. Just don't forget it when you're packing. Yeah, it could be like a Dan Ark or a Ghostbuster scene with a white lady floating above him. Yeah. Now, man, if that happens, I'm divorcing my wife. Well, that's, that's fucking awesome. That's not technically <laughs> cheating, right? It's, I don't think so. I mean... Octoplasm isn't cheating or ghosts of some sort i don't know one of the days mm. we're gonna have to get into the ethics of like sex bots and sucking <laughs> eye and all that kind of stuff <laughs> let's not say we did how's that sound that sounds crazy. crazy to me god damn that's crazy but uh all in all it's been exciting a uh, couple weeks definitely has been just amazing and uh we're back and we're actually going to run into some new stuff so hopefully you guys actually enjoy it and uh stand by for us to do a roundhouse of news back and forth All right, who wants to kick this off, I guess? Um, I'll go because I just want okay. to start off with uh, – this one's just going to be a quick kind of little thing. Um, we've been talking about Area 51, and so is everybody else in the damn world. Fucking uh, oh, updates. So I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but the – you know, I want to update everybody on what what's going on. Uh, so Storm Area 51, they can't – catch all of us or kill all of us or whatever. <laughs> um, pick, I, pick your poison. I've been practicing my Naruto run. How about you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my hands are way behind me. Yeah, yeah. I can dodge any bullet now. Um, it's now, I think they're referring to it as alien stock. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Um, and the locals aren't stoked. No. Um, they are not down with this. Um, so Lincoln County officials are planning an emergency declaration ahead of the event. Um, so yeah, they're, they're thinking these people are going to come and just fuck their tiny little town and well, they probably yeah. will and they probably will. So yeah, an emergent, their alien stock is expected to draw 30,000 people. That's what they're expecting Jesus on a two lane Christ. fucking highway. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus. Remember Josh talking about that up at the yeah, camp? Like he's been I, there. It's a one way in one way out type thing. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't. I, I don't want to go. Okay, so bad news. This is a bad news, but so 
we've been covering this, and thank you, man, for throwing it out there because this is a big EDM arts, whatever the fuck it is now. Yeah. Um, you are in Iceland. Josh and I were going to go. Now it's changed into this. But I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm flying back like at 9 o'clock at night on the 20th. And honestly, dude, if we're not up there two days before. No. And especially you know, like even if we left here at 9 o'clock, I mean, we'd maybe, maybe, maybe get there right at like 3 a.m. Right. Right. And, and by that time, it's either going to be, yeah, I don't even think, we'll be waiting in line. Yeah, like, you'll be fresh off the plane, I'll be drunk as fuck, which means <laughs> neither one of us can drive, so. Touche, sir. You know me too know. well. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a nightmare down there. I think as time goes on, even if I was going to be here, I'm like, I don't know if I want to. No, it's different. Even my buddy from LA, uh, he's like, oh, I would love to go watch people get shot. Well, I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, he's in LA. He can just do <laughs> yeah, that. No, right. Go to Compton. You yeah. can fucking say that all day. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, too cool. So yeah, people are bummed. Mm. So, and uh, yeah, they said, uh, yeah, they'll protect. Because uh, I mean, there's such a small police force as well. So they're, well, you know what? they're saying we- that they'll do whatever it takes to protect their property. So you might yeah. not have to worry about the government shooting you. You might have to worry about the residents. Connie West taking her shotgun out at you. Hey, you know, I yeah. can't, we I, might want to have her I on board and ask her what she thinks her. now. Yeah, I, I would not blame her at all. No. So, but yeah, that's just uh, I don't want to get too far into it. But mm. I just kind of wanted to update y'all. Yep. There you go. There you go. There's an update. Yep. So uh, what what else do we got going? Which way are we going around the table, fellas? I think clockwise. Oh, all right, fine. I've got a dry ass boring story. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> so everyone nice skip ahead three minutes. Um, so uh, here's the headline. SpaceX, Elon Musk wants to nuke Mars and create a home for humans. <laughs> by, uh, this is from uh, Mike Jesus. Brown in uh, Inverse. Uh, so basically the story is about uh, terraforming Mars um, so we could create a second home for humans. Hmm. Um, uh, basically he wants to establish a city on Mars, uh, by 2050, it could cost up to $10 trillion to get everything up there and get it running. Wait, is that trillion? With a T. It's a T. Okay. Just checking. Uh, Musk said in September of 2018, there's so many things that make people sad or depressed about the future, but I think becoming a spacefaring civilization is one of those things that makes you excited about the future. Uh, he also said it's, uh, it. He also said at South by Southwest in March of 2018 that a colony would be better protected from an apocalyptic scenario if there's a, like a, sorry, to quote him, if there's a third world war, uh, we want to make sure there's enough of a seed of human civilization somewhere else to bring it back and shorten the length of the dark ages. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Do we really need to bring our... Right. Species back, right? Uh, you know, once, not really. Once we're gone, let's I, just, I think we fucked it up enough. Let's, uh, let's just put a nail in the coffin. While I was like, thumbing through the news today, I saw something that said basically ninety nine percent of species go extinct at some point, and maybe it's time for that for us. But anyway, um, well, let's so, hope this podcast continues for a little while. <laughs> experts have warned uh, of the opposite, saying that uh, base dwellers could suffer from social and psychological issues, including cabin fever and uh, lack of cooperation in the worst. Worst case, Mars City could collapse into uh, nationalistic infighting. Um, and no YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also terraforming could make it possible for people to have a greater degree of freedom to move around uh, and not be cooped up inside. But I don't understand how nuking it is going to do that. Like, I He's get, changing the atmosphere. He's trying to change the atmosphere no, I, to get the water out. I get right, what I he's think. trying to do. Right. I get that him saying, if I set off a bunch of fucking nukes, it's yeah. going to warm up the atmosphere. It's going to release the carbon that's frozen at the poles and all that shit and, and warm it up and make <sighs> it maybe even give a little bit of an atmosphere and stuff. But what the fuck are you going to do about the radiation? Right. Because yeah. there's well, no fucking atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Like Mars is yeah. half the size of Earth yeah. where the... F- like, I don't know, does the radiation just blow out into space because there's no atmosphere? Uh, I don't... That uh, the moon has no atmosphere and the radiation me, doesn't blow out in space. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I don't... That dude's fucking nuts. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes he does stuff that I go, wow, that's kind of cutting edge. I never thought about that. And then all of a sudden he smokes a blunt and I'm like, you're fucking crazy. You make no sense. He launched that fucking car with that astronaut fucking thing that probably is going to crash land an back into space Earth. suit. 
<laughs> it just oh fuck whatever it is. is is the thin line between genius and madness a blunt <laughs> I think it, it quite quite be. possibly it might Appa- be. apparently oh my god but yeah so what the fuck ever i guess let's nuke mars um did you guys see that story that came out a couple years ago where there was like a phd guy who was like sort of loosely associated with like the ufo community and stuff who was like i have like am convinced that there was a previous civilization on mars that was destroyed by like a great war and like was oh, talking about, oh like, i caught that or i don't know who it was but i think i caught that story on uh like the plains of sidonia and shit yeah Anyway, sorry, when I saw that, I thought of that and wish I'd done that story instead. It was way cooler. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I caught that too in the news. And I was like, fucking Elon Musk, dude, that guy. Goddamn. Well, here's some people that actually are doing something, I don't know, I think worthwhile rather than trying to say they're going to nuke Mars. This might be something different. Um, this crowdsource map documents UFO sightings, cryptids, and the supernatural. So this came out, actually, I stumbled on this two days ago, so I think it's fairly new. Um if you've had a weird, explainable experience, two guys in Seattle want to help you log it and track it on a global map. I have a new favorite place on the internet, and it is Liminal Earth. And I will say, I pulled it up. It's kind of cool. Like, it's a little rustic, but it's kind of neat. Um, Liminal Earth, uh, L-I-M-I-N-A-L, by the way, if you guys want to spell it, is a web-based mapping tool designed to track the Dabzar, created by Garrett Kelly, co-founder of Hollow Earth Radio, and Jeremy Puma, a Seattle-based author, um, their project acts sort of like Google Trends, kind of. And so it's a map that's interactive. People submit what they see in different areas around the country, not just in one area. Um, and then you can click on that map. And if you guys want to, it's kind of neat when you pull it up. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, this map is an extension of that. Uh Quote, we're trying to see if there are strange places or experiences that are actually quite common but go unnoticed because everyone is afraid to talk about this weird stuff happening to them or around them. Um, kind of like Atlas Obscura, but it's for UFOs, cryptids, supernatural, everything else. So I clipped on our area in Utah, obviously. Guess what came up? Skinwalker. Skinwalker, one of the first of things. Yeah. Um, and there were some other things. And so the only problem I see with this is kind of a neat idea. But I see that if somebody just like reports, a, say, a flying Mothman or something in fucking Arizona, yeah. they're going to put that on the map. But you're going by direct reports. And I don't know if that's going to convolute it over time because that might, you know, but. Uh, well, I mean, do you mean like because it's anecdotal evidence and not like scientific data? Exactly. Or? You know, well, a little bit, not quite scientific data as much as how are we tracking this? Like what's the research on the backside of it? You know, if you get a call for something. Okay, I saw such and such and such. How? What's the other side look like for? Okay, well, prove it. What? Kind of like a MUFON thing, I guess, um, to a certain point. Yeah. yeah. Are, they, are they sending like field researchers out there to do like any form of investigating, or are they just not yet? But they're planning to. They're just taking everybody at their word and being like, yeah. "All right, we'll put this um, pin on the map." And I think it's a good place to start. It is. Honestly, it, yeah. Like, yeah. Because definitely cool. I mean, there are always going to be people that you think maybe you're just like looking for their 15 minutes of fame or something. But most of the people that see weird shit don't get anything out of reporting it other than being ridiculed by their neighbors. True. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Neighbors and coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why most people don't say anything. They're just like, oh, shit. Nope, yeah. I think this is, I think it's a great idea. I, and you're right. I think it's a good start. We'll kind of see where it's at. You guys get time to look up. It's, uh, it's kind of neat. Here's I'm another quote from right him. now. Um, even if every account were a case of mistaken identity, imagination, or outright falsehood, Floyd said, such a map may still indicate areas where reports or whatever nature or prevalent and still serve a kind of a sociological purpose. Well, he's right about that. Yeah. I guess. You know? Oh, man. Uh, one of the map legends is uh, mythologies, pre-shamanic deer cults, radical Gnosticism, <laughs> or oh, yeah. radical, radical Gnostic animism, etc., I want to see some of that shit. Wow. Oh, it goes. There's some, like, how they actually nomenclature everything. goes pretty fucking deep, to be honest Jeez. with you. Jeez. I'm going to have yeah, to check this out. Yeah, they've got a pretty in-depth taxonomy. It's pretty cool. What, yeah. is, the, what is the website again for uh, me and everyone else? Liminal.earth, L-I-M-I-N-A-L dot E-A-R-T-H. If you don't know how to spell Earth, uh, then 
May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Darwin Thury, motherfucker. <laughs> You're right up there. Anyway, yeah, Liminal Earth. Really neat. Check cool. it out. I, I was kind of excited. Kind of cool. We'll see where it grows. I think I might track this on my side. Mm-hmm. See if it gets bigger. Yeah, definitely. Keep so, an eye on that. Here's another legend, uh, or another icon from the legend. Strange animals bearing gifts, unusual encounters, fecal divination, <laughs> etc. I okay. think I like these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too fucking funny. Oh, man. Um. So... People are trying to build, well, not people, um, scientists and astronomers are trying to build a giant telescope in Hawaii. Um, it's named 30 meter telescope for its huge light collecting mirror. Um, it's set for construction on top of a dormant volcano called Mauna Kea. Um, but, and it's been approved the Hawaiian, um, let's see here. Sorry. Uh, my, you know, you think you take good notes, and then all of a sudden you're reading through them, and you're like, "crap." Yeah, I was talking about that before <laughs> yeah. we started recording. I know, it just reminded me. But um, basically, they are the the site is really amazing. Um, it has predictable weather. Um, it's above the clouds. Um, and it's one of the best places to observe the heavens. Um, there's only other a few other places where these conditions exist, um, and they've got the green light to start construction. But the only thing is, is that where they want to build this, and there's already 13, I believe 13 uh, other observatories on the volcano. Wow. Um, but this is sacred land. Is so, this in Hawaii? Yeah, in Hawaii. Okay. So, well, so they can't build on it. Well, right? they're, they probably I mean, uh, give or take. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so it's a sacred location for native Hawaiians considered the dwelling place of the Hawaiian deities. Altars and burial sites can be found on Mauna Kea and it's still used for traditional native Hawaiian ceremonies. So one of the scientists is kind of like, you know, we're guests on this land and we're, you know, kind of being dicks about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So protesters have started coming to block like the roads. So you can't get any trucks up there or anything trying to halt construction because good I, you know, yeah i can't say i'm against them no i i you know and uh it's one of the ladies um i and i'm sorry i forget her name but um she basically says you know how would how would the italians like it if we built an observatory on the vatican or something like that you know <laughs> or just catholics in general <laughs> yeah honestly. right right yeah, yeah just right. yeah so i mean they're they're just kind of yeah they're not respecting um, these people's culture them, and there's pe- these people holy land, you know. Like, I mean, that's fucked up. It is. Yeah, everybody has a culture. Protect it. I mean, that's the one last thing that we have, of, you know, for he- just humane society in a way. Yeah. If you can't respect the culture of something, unless it's some cultures, but <laughs> the other uh, cultures, I mean, it's just kind of, you know. cultures, I'm assuming you mean white nationalists? Uh, yeah, we're devils. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and apparently this is, they're saying like this telescope you know, is going to be possibly, it's going to be the thing that finds alien life because it's going to be huge and right. everything. I mean, I get it. I, but, um, I I don't see why they can't build it like somewhere else and still achieve the, yeah, the aims well, that they're going one, for. One, pulse, one possible alternative uh, is building the telescope in Roque de los Muchachos Observatory on the island of La Palma in the Canary Islands. Um, it's already home to 25 telescopes, and the site sits at a lower elevation than Mauna Kea and has more light distortion, but there are no cultural concerns. Yep. So, you know so, what? so the, the, yeah, the, the observation won't be as good, but it will still be good. Okay. And you're not fucking with it. But you know, the elevation, how, how much different could it be? 500? 1,000? Yes. Yeah, I so, mean, you're looking at how many millions of light years out there? Really? 500 feet elevation is going to make a difference or whatever it is? Yeah. I'd be curious. So the summit you know. of uh, Mauna Kea is uh, 13,800 feet. Uh, I'm not sure what the summit is to um, the to the, the observatory in the Canadians. But yeah, um, astrophysicist Frank Marchis uh said we have been invited into someone else's home and we are returning extraordinary hospitality by trampling on sacred traditions yeah and that's bullshit don't do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm sorry yeah i'm totally against that <laughs> it's yeah. just bullshit definitely so, um anyway. yeah and there, huh. there have been nearly a decade of legal battles but hawaii's supreme court ruled in august of 2018 that work on the 1.4 billion dollar telescope could continue 
Jesus Christ almighty. Yeah, July 15th, protesters formed a human blockade to block the road to the summit. Yay for white guys fucking taking over again. Yep. That's fucking fantastic. I've had enough of that bullshit. Like, I mean, uh, the telescope sounds amazing, but it's like, put it in the Canary Islands where you're not going to... But but you can how, find that compromise. How is a yeah. how is a telescope that's still Earth based going to find alien life or signs of alien life before some a telescope that's outside of our fucking atmosphere that doesn't right. have any light pollution that doesn't have any atmospheric right. distortion? Why don't you think out of the box? You know, you guys well, want to spend already, this much money. We already have that shit. So well, why bother? Yeah. Well, yeah. and also every location you've mentioned has twenty-five to thirty fucking telescopes on it already. Like, if yeah. if they really need a a new nicer telescope, just replace one of the other ones. You know why? Private companies they want to fucking do it. That's what it is. We're gonna get our way, and you know, yeah, there's well, something to be said about that. There's already, bullshit. Yeah, there's already thirteen telescopes on Mauna Kea right now, ah, um, Jesus. and the locals say that they've already damaged the ecosystem there. Yeah. Well, so, and Hawaii's ecosystem actually is fairly fragile just yeah, because yeah, of how it sets. Yeah. Not very so, big islands. No, not at all. Huh. That's interesting. I hope for the best. That's, uh, yeah, so that's fucking amazing. People God in damn. Hawaii keep fighting the good fight and, uh, I'm behind them. Tell them to put it somewhere else. I mean, I'm behind them. All right. So, uh, this one is super short and super dry. Cause like I started reading it and was just like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> um, the headline is, uh, Alma dives into black holes, quote unquote, sphere of influence from, uh, it's from spacedaily.com. Uh, so Alma is the Atacama large millimeter slash sub millimeter array. Uh, it measured a super massive black hole at the center of NGC, 3258, a massive elliptical galaxy about 100 million light years from Earth. A team of astronomers from Texas A&M and UC Irvine have determined that this is the most massive black hole ALMA has measured to date, weighing in at 2.25 billion solar masses. So that's 2.25 billion suns. There's so many jokes there. I just gotta say, with black hole alone, there's so many jokes there. was... 2.25 billion suns? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's literally so big. Like I the, can't. I can't. The most massive that. thing I in our solar that. system is nothing compared to this. It's fucking nuts. So uh, it orbits faster because it's uh, closer and experiences a larger gravitational pull. Uh, the outer edge at about 500 light years from the black hole rotates at about 1 million kilometers per hour jesus one million with an m kilometers per hour uh while the inner edge goes at about are you ready for this three million kilometers per hour like that's fucking fast as fuck um and that's at a distance of about 65 light years from the my notes say (laughs) b-hole way to grow up josh yeah that's nice i got tired of typing Didn't you say the story was going to be dry? I'm like blown away by this. No, it was the way it was written was really hard to like. That's all. Just a bunch of numbers. I got two paragraphs out of like a three page article. Yeah, you know the whole black black hole thing in general nowadays. I mean, is it just me? But it's a thing. I mean, the last what what, six months? Ah, I feel like it's been a thing for a long time. Like, I mean, Interstellar. Uh, one of the greatest movies ever made. Amen. Um, hey, you love that show. <laughs> it's pretty it's good. all about like the physics of a black hole. Uh, did, did you ever see the black hole made by Disney? Yes. I, 1978. Yeah. That was creepy universe. That movie is one of my top five favorite movies. Oh, mine too. Like, I love that. It was show. one of the last movies made with like matte paintings for backgrounds and yep. like spectacular, spectacular backgrounds. Of and not only like that, but the fucking plot, dude. Shit. The plot. Oh, the plot's so fucking creepy. Oh man, um, beyond. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, speaking of black holes, not my ex-wife, but yeah, yeah, this is nice. Uh, yeah, black holes are gonna come up again. Just fair warning. <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna do. Well, here's a little lighter subject on this. Um, this was really not new news, but this is something I stumbled upon, and I. I never thought about this because they never put two and two together. Interesting. Historical events happening around the world 
at the same time. So uh, a guy named Kellen Perry decided to kind of put this together. And I'm just going to get some samples. The, the actual article is a little bit bigger, but these blew my mind. And I think, John, I told you one of these that you were like, what? The fax machine was invented the same year the first wagon crossed the Oregon Trail in 1843. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I call bullshit on that. Okay, here you go. So it sounds crazy, but it's true. Reddit finds uh, points that the Scottish inventor Alexander oh, Okay, Bain, sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, actually, he took some of this home. Um, received the patent for the electric printing telegraph. The granddaddy of the modern fax machine on May 27th, 1843. That same year is what's now known as the Great Migration of 1843. About a thousand immigrants headed to Oregon via wagon train on the Oregon Trail. So, interesting. Wow. Here's another one. Willie Mammoths were still alive while Egyptians were building the pyramids in 2660 BCE. Hmm. Crazy. If that's the case. Does that put the date of the pyramids being built back farther than traditional archaeology? I'm trying to do math, but I always get confused. Uh, You know, they have found out that the pyramids were dated earlier than they were originally. Well, there was uh, water erosion, like massive water erosion on the Sphinx. Yeah, and huge. So they want to say it was built like 5,000 years ago, but uh, couldn't have been if there's that kind of water erosion. Um, how many years ago did you say that was? 26, uh, that was 2660 BCE. So it says, Ice Age might get a few more sequels. A small population of woolly mammoths lived on Wrangell Island, uh, Delarosa Island, about 90 miles oh, off gotcha. the coast of far eastern Siberia, uh, until about 1650 BCE. The oldest of the so-called Great Pyramids in Egypt was constructed between 2667 and 2648 BCE, meaning that, yes, there were woolly mammoths alive, they figure in that time frame. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's like uh, twenty. Yeah. So years ago. I guess the whole thing. Yeah, we're, they're not roaming around, but at the same time, they still they around. dwindle off. Yeah, they existed. Type thing. Yeah. Um, here's a cool one. Nintendo was founded when Jack the Ripper was still on the loose. 1889. Yeah, it wasn't a uh, originally a video game company. Well, it was. Well, it was originally a card game company. Yeah. Then it turned into a video game company. So in 1889, September 23rd, um, they started making handmade playing cards called Hanafuda. Uh, this means the company behind Mario, Donkey Kong, Kirby, yada, yada, um, actually was a card company prior. So Interesting. Interesting. Not that anybody was playing video games when Jack Ripper was around, although they probably wouldn't have found it. Um, uh, I found a power bank on online that's also like a old... Like Game Boy emulator. Oh, seriously? I want to buy it so bad. <laughs> That's so funny. I was so Nintendo Cube I had in my garage forever. I fucking love that thing. Um, Star Wars came out the same year as the last guillotine execution in France in 1977. Guillotine. Wow. Isn't that, so you think about this is a whole thing. You think about death penalties. Yeah. Okay. Hanging. Now we're chemical injection, whatever. France was still doing fucking guillotines in 1977. Honestly, the guillotine is probably more humane than lethal injection. Oh, by all means. Look at, uh, what's because it fucks over up. the last few years when shit's got weird. Yeah, there's, there's evidence that um, lethal injection actually isn't just, you know, you lay there and you go to sleep. Like, it's not that. Uh, it's yeah, been proven no. that it's actually pretty damn painful. I mean, on the one hand, like, I fuck you good <laughs> on the other hand there are a lot of innocent people that end up yeah i mean on right. death row so right. it's like fuck that's right. the thing is like not everybody being executed is guilty yeah and in fact a lot of people aren't yeah and that's where yeah. the problem ensues like yeah if ted bundy felt pain when he died good yeah see right. you later fuck that i get guy. it yeah exactly well uh, was it two weeks ago that they actually had a guy in where was it what state was it in um, it was lethal injection, but he requested the electric chair because he didn't want to go through lethal injection because he didn't want to experience that. Hmm. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, um, that was a couple weeks ago. I do know Got a couple of years ago, I was at a show at Burt's Tiki Lounge. Um, fuck Where that is place. this going? <laughs> uh, and I ran into someone who was like, will you have a drink with me? I'm a defense lawyer and I lost my last appeal for my... Uh, client who has just got 
put to death by firing squad. Wow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and was like the last person in Utah that I can remember anyway, that oh. was like, no, I want to go out with firing squad. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Sheesh. okay. So I don't know. <clears> here's the, one last yeah. one. Um, <laughs> ecstasy was invented the same year that Titanic sank in 1912. Uh, so the year that Titanic sank, scientists in Germany first synthesized MDMA, uh, which is, God, I'm going to butcher this, methylene dioxymethamphetamine, better known as ecstasy, possibly used as an appetite suppressant. Well, it's, that's what it's used for nowadays. Right? I mean, yeah, every time I've been high on ecstasy, I haven't been that high. I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> oh Anywho. Anywho. That's my uh that's my history thing. I thought that was kind of fucking funny. Uh, that is Goddamn. cool. That is cool. Um hopefully I never do ecstasy ever again. But yeah, that uh Crap, edit, edit that out. I'm just... <laughs> oh, my God. I dated a raver girl when I was like 24 or 25 or something, and raves are fucking terrible. Don't ever go to them. Oh, now. I used to love going to them. God, never, San Francisco. Fuck. I've never been to one. I've, I'm like too punk rock to go to raves. I'm like, fuck that's, that. That's how I felt. <laughs> um, well, coming back to me, so... Uh, on August 6th, researcher Roger Glasses shared emails between Lou Elizondo and various others showing the conversation and steps taken during the process of getting the three now famous UAP videos released by the DOD via DOPSR, the Defense Office of Pre-Publication and Security Review. And uh, those videos um, are the Fleur, Gimbal, and the GoFast videos, which I'm sure hmm. yep. hopefully everybody's kind of aware of up on i mean the new york times posted it um you know there's been a thing with politico and the washington post which is crazy Uh, yeah which is amazing but um a lot of people have been you know uh questioning elizondo's like legitimacy like if he actually right like a lot of people are like oh he was probably just a janitor with a tip you know what i mean fuck you no he wasn't he was just uh he was but so these emails um that were um, required with a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act, um, kind of sheds light on his role in a tip, and um, yeah, shows his role and shows that he went through the right um, avenues to get get these videos released, and that it was like a conjoined effort. Right. Um, so yeah, some people say that he like. I don't know, swindled the DOD into like releasing this information or whatever, but that's also not, and you can see through the emails that 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 isn't the case. And also if he did do some like, uh, you know, pull the ruse to get this, these videos released. Like, I mean, he would be, he he would be prosecuted. Um, yeah. I mean, he he has like high security clearance and, uh, he still has it. Doesn't he? Like, uh, he's retired, so yeah, but you keep your security clearance unless you? you're a security threat. I don't think I can't you comment do. on that because I'm, I'm just unaware. I don't know about well, it. Well, okay. Uh, from what I've, from what I understand, like, you keep your security clearance unless it's revoked for one reason or another. And yeah. I, I feel like in the episodes I've watched of, uh, Unidentified, he's, said like i want to keep my security clearance so i'm not oh, I've got yeah. I've got yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay um but yeah so certain names and information are redacted as is common in most foia requests um names and information are often sensitive or classified uh, especially in this case you know with a tip and right. if anybody doesn't know what a tip stands for it is the advanced aerospace threat identification program um and it's the government's uh Study into the UFO phenomenon, yeah, which, which also had Bigelow involved, yeah, and Harry Reid involved, yep, which we covered before, yep. yes, yeah. Um, so and the emails just show that there were lots of people getting involved in the release of these videos, um, and it just took a lot of coordination to get the videos uh declassified, um, so and there's other names in the emails where uh individuals who work for Elizondo and they're referenced directly and are not redacted, um, bolstering the case for Elizondo's claim that he was the point man for a tip. Um, 
And there's, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff, but it amazes to, me to get God. down to just like the, yeah. the essence of what these emails prove is that Lou Elizondo is who he says he is. You know, he was, he was running point for a tip and, um, and he, along with multiple other people are responsible for getting those videos released so the DOD themselves chose to declassify the videos. Uh, right. We, we know this because Michael Russo said, uh, if the, the level OCA verifies to me, simple one-sentence email is fine, that removing the metadata from the videos makes the unclassified. Please feel free to move forward with the release. So basically take out any classified metadata in the videos, release them. Yeah. You're good. So... Um, yeah, and great God, crazy. Yeah, so I mean, these are hmm. Lou Elizondo is who he says he is, and um, for anybody that doesn't know who Lou Elizondo is, he was the point man for a tip, and now he's retired, but he works with To the Stars with Tom DeLonge from yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, and that's his own conglomerate. They have the show on is a history unidentified channel. history yeah. channel, yeah. And yeah. honestly, like my only complaints about that show are just the way History Channel does its like uh, the the editing docudrama <laughs> yeah, type know, shows like that, yeah, like, like where it's like they make it seem super credible, but also like a shitty reality show at the same time, and yeah. so it's like kind of hard to take seriously. Well, but the one, like I like the show, but I do too. It's entertaining for it sure. It Just seems like. And I get that they're making that show for people that don't obsess over UFOs. Yeah, like myself. Yeah, because you got to attract the layman's. Yeah, that's the thing. But so yeah. they're they're bringing up these cases like this is brand new news, and they just barely discovered yeah. it, and it's them. Like, yeah, you know, they talk about Rendlesham, which Rendlesham is mind blowing and crazy. Um, but from what when nineteen seventy eight? I mean, it's 80s. been a while. In the eighties, but it's early also. Old fucking news, bro. Right. Yeah, I mean, and they stuff like that where it's like, well, I've already heard about this. Give me some. Yeah, you know, like give tell, me some new. Tell information. me some shit that I haven't yeah. seen since you are drinking from the well of new information, please. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. Like, yeah. let's let's move beyond Rendlesham. You apparently know a bunch of. Apparently, yeah. Anyone who dude. takes this subject seriously already knows about Rendlesham and already like. N- just assumes that it's a legitimate thing that happened. Um, so like, tell us some shit we don't know. But yeah. again, this is from, you're trying to do a layman people who maybe you're trying to attract them into this phenomena of a certain point. Uh, I wouldn't even and, give them and that much credit. And you have that balance. Not, or, not and, Lou Elizondo, but History Channel. I would not give them that much credit. They're trying to get advertiser dollars. They're making it, the reason they talk about out. things that, that was my, everybody you, already knows about is because yeah. they're, they're playing to the audience that watches uh, ancient aliens and that watches right, hangar right. 18 I get that. and, and actually that, that was my stuff. next comment was look they're going to string this out you know this is season yeah. one season two season three season four mm-hmm. they, they're, they're playing a game sure. and that's what sure and TV like, does awesome like so hopefully Lou Elizondo is making some money from this yeah uh, you and know I mean, he is and I think it's cool I mean, like, it's I mean, a public servant he probably didn't make a whole hell of a lot right. I mean and if they're putting this uh, subject matter front and forward for like the layman people, then that's cool. You know, that right. shows def- where we at. That shows not necessarily made for somebody like me that is just constantly digging and thinking right. about it. And yeah. But somebody like you, and- you're going to be doing documentaries on wherever you can find them. Same thing with me or you, yeah. we're going to be finding these documentaries where the normal person won't. So they're trying to get those ratings. Sure. And again, it's bullshit. But at the same time, I get what they're doing. Yeah, I mean TV. I mean, I watched it. I'll watch the next season. Yeah, and after all that, I guess I should say thank you, History Channel. (laughs) (laughs) I guess totally. I mean, I like I like the show, but um, yeah. So that's 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 my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, and also, I wanted to credit the. So I got that from the SilverRecord.com. So yeah, it's about Elizondo video emails. So we'll have all the news reports that we have um, on every monthly news episode. We'll have the links on the website. That's that's a goal. But stand by for actually a preview and a quick promo. We'll be back. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? 
contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, what do you got on your side, Josh? Oh, okay. Uh, I have, this is a headline, UFO reaping energy from tornado, question mark. I saw that. (laughs) I got this too. (laughs) The site sends alien believers into frenzy. Uh, This is from IBT, uh, the articles by uh, Nermal Narayanan. Totally Uh, said that right. No, 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 no. Butchered that pronunciation. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Uh, so basically, like after I read through this, the first line in my notes is, uh, "I think this story is more kind of poking fun at idiots on the internet." Okay, like us. Yeah, but also people who comment on YouTube. Um, so a video uploaded by a popular YouTube channel Mavix. That's M A V I X X X. Is now the hottest debating point among conspiracy theorists and alien enthusiasts uh in the weird video a ufo can be seen hovering in the skies uh skies of amsterdam during uh the time of a tornado which i didn't know amsterdam got tornadoes but i guess yeah that's a new one on me uh so the amsterdam and holland yeah is it like a weird town in the u.s called Amsterdam? amsterdam (laughs) detroit you know because there's like paris texas yeah is that um, weird I'm pretty sure it's Amsterdam in the Holland oh, yeah. in the Hollands. In the, I mean, in the Netherlands. I feel like it sounds like pretty, a suburb. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty flat there. Yeah, it is. Now that I think about it, because I mean, it's all it's mostly like drained land. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so the UFO spotted in the video has glowing lights in its body, and the footage resembles the scenes of a sci-fi movie like Independence Day. This is what the author of the article said. I don't really necessarily agree with it. It looks, it's cool footage. Um, you can see like a disc shaped craft next to a tornado and stuff, but mm. I don't think it looks anything like independence day. Uh, after watching the video, conspiracy theorists argued that these UFOs are alien spaceships from deep space. They are saying aliens have been visiting earth for hundreds of thousands of years. Oh, I heard this <laughs> yes. and ancient cave paintings that feature ships and aliens are clear evidence of their existence. He's basically getting into the whole alien ancient aliens thing so whatever you know um there were some fun comments cited on the article uh or in the article excuse me uh these uf sorry quote these ufos and plasma orb quote-unquote lights are the fallen ones cattle mutilations are the work of these orbs which are dark angels they cauterize and kill animals in for genetic parts and suck out all their blood as a sacrifice. They are thirsty for blood and require cow sacrifice, like the Lord God of the Bible in times of in the times before Christ. Which uh, is what you do. <laughs> Who is this quote they, from? They are also responsible for crop circles. End quote. Commented Joshua B. A YouTube user. Ah, <laughs> uh, Joshua B. All right. I love that guy. He's always on point with the shit, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, damn. Nailing it. Oh, man. So uh, the video comes a few days after another UFO was spotted over New York. Uh, that one in the shape of a snake that was seen changing shape. So naturally, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists presume it's not a craft, but a, in all caps here, because when I read this, I was like, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but a shape-shifting live alien with the power of flight. Uh, this article was Fucking kind of a guy. bummer, but it was funny to read. I actually <laughs> saw the video of that snake, quote-unquote, um, in the sky. It's weird looking, but... Uh, I'm perturbed when you do uh, little rabbit ears and say snake, quote-unquote. That means it really probably wasn't a snake? I don't know. Or... It's, it's a, uh, well, I mean, to be honest, I didn't watch either video because <laughs> that article was such a fucking dipshit bullshit thing that I was just like, whatever. 
That is fucking hilarious. Well, let me send up with this uh, this story here. I'll follow up with you, man. Face of 18th century vampire witch who was tortured to death to be revealed by scientists. So this is exciting. Uh, scientists are about to reconstruct the face of a woman who was killed in the 18th century for being a witch and subjected to a vampire burial by creating a 3D model of the woman's skull. A team of researchers in Poland, my my motherland, mm. might I add, because I'm not white, I'm Polish. There's a difference. I uh, hope to show what is she it? would have looked like. Yeah, I'm going to say it is. It's probably not, but I'm going to say it is. Mm, all right. You just keep living in your world. Mm, well. There's that. Uh, would have looked like at the time of her death in late 1700s. So this article is kind of long, but it's funny. Uh, the skeleton of the woman was discovered by archaeologists in 2014. Um, she had a piece of brick in her mouth, and her jaws were tied shut, and stakes had been driven through the legs. Jeez. That's kind of a good sign of okay. a vampire. Man. Right? So evidently, uh, medieval and post-medieval anti-vampiric burials are found across Europe, with graves having been discovered at sites of Poland, Bulgaria, and Italy. Uh, it is thought people believed that they could take preventing measures to stop the deceased from rising from the grave. Uh, along with the brick in her mouth, other techniques included placing a sickle over their necks, which would decapitate them if they tried to escape, and weighing their bodies down with stones. So come to figure out, she was 65 when she died. Um, she was five foot six tall, and uh, she had a leg piercing. Being part of her, a part of this, her accusers are believed to have placed a brick in her mouth to ensure protection from her black magic, even after death. So this basically is the earliest known vampiric burial that anybody has ever done, that's and that's tight. what they discovered. So it's like, eh, they were scared back then, and. What is the year? 16? I mean, my God. You know? I feel like they were scared of everything back in the 1600s. Yeah, yeah but why? Like, like farther, why are they scared of this? The farther back you go, the more sense it makes to me for people to be afraid superstitions. of dead things. Yeah, Not true. just superstitions, but also like the way bodies decompose. Like, you get gases building up and stuff, so bodies will move and they'll make noises and... Well, how about this? Bodies who were buried prematurely when they really weren't dead, and they actually, so they open up the coffin, and there's scratches on the top oh, of the oh, lid sure, yeah. and everything else. There was a lot of that. Actually, there's a- That uh, was actually more prevalent in the uh, 19th century, I think, than- Early, actually, early late that, 18th, but. early 19th. There was a device that was made, which is fucking hilarious. There was a bell mm -hmm. that they yeah. would hook from the grave- Coffin up to, and if somebody woke up, hey, you fucking assholes, hey, I'm not dead. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I hope anyway. it's Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. So I find that funny, but this is one of the oldest that we found that they really still have that fear. They still have that superstition about them, you know? So just kind of funny, you know? What's the point of recreating her face? Um, Because they thought it was a man at first. So they wanted to reconstruct it and figure oh, out what I thought what they were trying was. to like make it all sexy or something. I think I read a similar story. Uh, that's probably one of the else, 10 guys might have been wanting to do that. I heard something about sex after it, but uh, I don't know. That's just weird. So anyway, there yeah. you go. Well, uh, I got a lighthearted one as well. Yeah. Thank you, because that's pretty deep, that one. I just <laughs> just the brick in the mouth. That Man, what that's a just bummer. rude. Right? What? That, that is rude. Yeah. Just fuck, dude. She's dead. Calm down. Like, like <laughs> relax. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Uh, People. Uh, just, yeah, never mind. Yes. Um, so, flat earth. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Seriously, dude? <laughs> really? Okay. All right, fine. Uh, flat earther plans to launch himself in a homemade rocket to prove earth is flat. Hey, this. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What, really? This guy's been trying to do it for a while. Um, the funny thing is, is this rocket launch isn't, can't even go up high enough to see the curvature of the earth. Yeah. So his name's Mad Mike Hughes and he, planned, of course it is. He plans to strap himself to a homemade rocket and launch himself towards space to prove that our planet isn't a globe. Uh, he is attempting the mission in a homemade steam powered rocket that he built himself out of scrap metal. Wait a minute. Can you back up? Did you say steam powered? 
Steam powered, yeah. That's what you would do with a rocket. I mean, all the latest rockets are steam powered. Well, steam powered, yes. I mean, it's so light and efficient. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, uh, he first attempted this in 2014 and has since completed multiple launches and has sustained several injuries. Probably some brain damage, apparently. Yeah, um, I, I would think so. Yeah, Jesus Christ. His most successful attempt was in March of 2018. Um, he got up to 1,875 feet before crashing back down to Earth at around 350 miles an hour. I don't know how he didn't fucking die doing that, but... Uh, well, it was steam-powered. Uh, well, so it had... Uh, yeah. Come on, guy. Yeah. It so, had mattresses attached to the whole thing, so, you know, there's that. Yeah, uh, he's attempting to get twice as high as that on his next mission. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, <laughs> serious. But yeah, it, the thing is, is... Uh, it doesn't have enough power to reach high enough to see the curvature of the Earth. But did so anybody like his, tell him that? He knows that. Oh. He, okay. I mean, he's a flat earther. Um, They're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, if you believe in flat Earth, just. Yeah. I think that says it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't care, however. He sees this as a stepping stone towards building a rocket that can reach all the way to the Kármán line. And that is the starting point of space. Huh. So, I mean, apparently he's going to prove to us all that the Earth is flat. We totally should get him on the podcast. In a fucking rocket that won't, well, after we've bashed him so hard already. Do you guys remember that movie that came out, like, several years ago where the dude, I think it had, like, Billy Bob Thornton in it or something, where he, like, built a rocket on his farm? Farmer astronaut. Is that what that was? I don't think that's what it was called, but yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That yeah. was essentially I, I remember the plot. That. But you know what? I don't remember it being steam powered. I think he actually had a rocket of some sort. I don't to. understand how you could get something steam powered off the ground even. You got to have a really strong woman in the background with the coals to load that shit up. That's yeah. really what you need. I mean, it's pretty impressive that he can do that, like build a rocket, steam powered, and shoot himself up into the air. But, but, but if you can like if, do that. Yeah, if you're that smart, wouldn't you realize the fucking Earth is a globe? Like, there's not some global conspiracy. We're at a conundrum. Yeah. It's a conundrum. It Jesus really is. fucking Christ. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> if you believe in a flat Earth, please give us a call at, I don't know the number. 801-252-69. Yeah. 45. <laughs> give us a call. If you are a flat Earther, oh my God, we promise we'll be gentle. Just please call in. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Just, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, any hook. Okay, so headline. Did a comet impact push humans into technological overdrive? Question mark. Extreme question mark. So wait, a comet slams into Earth and all of a sudden we're like, the internet. No, did it. Back in the future. Back in the future. Back in the future. Back in the past. Uh, so this, I love Michael J. Fox. This is from Universal Psy by Matt Williams. Uh, so this is a long, pretty dry article about a very interesting subject. It's about uh, the Younger Dryas period, which was the mini ice age, uh, right after the big ice age, about uh, the one that, that twelve thousand years ago was made about. Um, one of them <laughs> yes touche sorry uh, no you're good because i'll this see is, i'll this, see myself out this might be hard <laughs> um i've said that before um for about a decade sorry this might be hard <laughs> that's for fuck you to judge you. fuck you guys but also that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> do not cut the snort uh, all right, so uh, the Younger Dryas was a little ice age that happened about 14,000 years ago. Uh, for about a decade, there's been a contingent of archaeologists who believe this was caused by a comet impact because it started suddenly and then ended just as suddenly 1,200 years later. This abrupt change is believed by some to be the reason why hunter-gatherers started forming sedentary communities, farming, and laying the groundwork for civilization as we know it. A.K.A. the Neolithic Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so a team that did a study into this called uh, Decoding Gobekli Tepe with, with Archaeoastronomy, comma, 
What does the fox say? <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> Who's writing this? Who's writing this? Some dickhead nerd. Oh, God. Archaeoastronomers, bro. Because I heard weird. about the news story, but whoever wrote it is butchering it. Uh, no, nah, it's it's funny. They're they're good kids. <laughs> they're t- oh, okay. And they probably make way more money than any of us ever will. Or they are more fulfilled than any of us ever will be. Anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, they said they found a link to Gobekli, Gobekli Tepe uh, with a carved sun being a date stamp uh, that was consistent with the summer solstice of 10-9, sorry, 10,950 B.C., and that images they took of the site aligned with constellations that would have been visible in that same year. So like uh, carvings of right, right, what yeah. they think are star, pa- star patterns and stuff. Uh, they concluded that Gobekli Tepe might have been an observatory and that the images were a catalog of celestial events, which include the Torrid Meteor Stream. Uh, this is not the only hypothesis uh, something that the presence or sorry. Uh, so there's like a lot of vulture carvings and stuff at, uh, Gobekli Tepe. And some people think that that indicates it might've been a burial site, like sky burial where like, uh, ancient people. Oh, used oh to, I heard about that. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. instead of burying people under the ground, they'd put them up on like platforms and let, uh, carrion birds come through and like peck at them and, and actually and, do it naturally. Yeah. would be nice. Um, which I wouldn't mind going out that way. Uh, especially cause I know it'd freak everybody the fuck out. Nope. Um, to self. So, uh, despite the availability of other and perhaps more plausible explanations, uh, one has to admit the, the uh, astronomical theory is appealing. Um, civilization as we know it being a response to a meteor impact and ancient people cataloging it in their cataloging it in their stone carvings. Uh, it's got a real deep impact meets 2001 a Space Odyssey feel to it. So... I don't know. I mean, I think it's super interesting. I've always been way interested in Gobekli Tepe. Like uh, that place amazes me. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think we really scratch the surface on what that might have been. We don't know anything about it because it's like uh, it's out of the time ancient frame. architecture with no context that they that they then filled in with sand. Right. So well, could it what, be what is Gobekli Tepe? I've heard of it. I've never. It it's a it's not a temple, but it's an actual site that they. They dug up and correct me if I'm wrong. Which area? It was, yeah, it's in Turkey. Uh, we yeah. we don't know exactly what it is. I have no clue. It Can't doesn't say, fit in the time. Some stand. people think it's a temple. Some people think it's like a proof of Atlantis. Some people think it's mm. all sorts of shit. But it's huge. Um, it's huge. I'm like, it is really. It is. It is a almost a quarter of a city size setup, and how it's arranged and what they thought for archaeology were. Okay, you're gonna have a a church here. You're gonna have this here. You're gonna have a civilization here. It just it it's mixed in together. There's and, and so it doesn't make sense. It it's like a big open thing that uh, where they've carved intricate carvings of like animals and uh, other things, astrological events and stuff, um, in much greater detail than they thought should have been possible at the time. Right. Yeah, right. Given way like, before the time, what uh, traditional archaeology uh, gives as human civilization's development <laughs> along that timeline, it's like twelve thousand years old. Wow, that, um, that would be a good show, actually, if we wanted to research that. I mean, there's been other people that researched it, but uh, it's just it, it's kind of a it's an enigma of sorts. Uh, where the, it sets and how the it thing sets. that I've always found super interesting about it, though, is from what they can tell, it was filled in with sand, like it was buried intentionally, right? Like it, it it wasn't just a forgotten place. Like there's not like a lot of erosion on it because it was filled in and covered mm. over. And I'm Weird. curious about why. Yeah, mm. Exorcist the beginning. Just saying. Anyway, anybody ever seen the movie? It's crazy. Well, I want to look into that more. Yeah, actually, that it's uh, really interesting. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fucking mind blowing to be honest with you. But um, we're going to wrap up here with one more story, and I'm really not going to go into detail with this, but it amazes me that this continues to happen. A uh, sonogram shows image of Jesus with baby in womb. <clears throat> I'm just going to knit it there. We see it on toast. <laughs> what else? Toast and cereal and uh, oatmeal and uh, an apple and... Wait, what? 
<laughs> sonogram shows image of Jesus with a baby in womb. So in the womb, there's a sign of Jesus in the corner because it's a blessed birth. Oh, the right? way you were saying it, I was thinking that they somehow had a sonogram of Jesus with a baby in his womb. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, would that be even weirder? You know, completely. But I'm just not to sound. Where can we see this religion. image? Um, this image was is from a woman in Italy. And uh, they actually had a sonogram. And supposedly in the very corner next to the baby's face is a sign of Jesus. My thing is, what does Jesus look like? A white guy with a beard. No. Well, that can't be right. I mean, he's like <laughs> Middle Eastern. North I'm just Asian. joking. At least, but I know I'm it's just... so fucking stupid. Anyway, you want to end with he's that because it's fucking blue eyes. Oh, yeah. it just fucking blows my mind. Yeah, oh, my God. We see him in toast. We see him in this. There's a waffle. Ah, There's genuine. a drink by the paintings in my house growing up. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Anyway, so hopefully you guys enjoyed um, that episode. It was actually really fun to do. We're going to try to do this once a month. We're going to do news because we feel that we fall behind on a lot of what these topics are and 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 what's out there. So, um, any promos? What do we got out there? Uh, well, what are we going to call it? We're going to call it Sue News. I, I think Sue News. Uh, Sue Nudes. Send nudes. Yeah. To 801. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 1900. At gmail.com. Just kidding. Don't send nudes. Oh, no, please. I get that email. Feel free. Um, I, Where can everybody find us? Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at uh, Strange Uncles Podcast. And we're on Twitter as Strange Uncles on Twitter. Um, you can call us at 801 252 6945. You can also find a website, My Strange Uncles. My, by the way, M Y. Um, and over there we have the Embeddable Player. You can listen to all the podcasts on that. Um, and then we try to keep up to date with some of the research on the side. So we're trying to kick off something on the website where we have um, updated news. But we're still working on that, so we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah, none of us are web designers, so <laughs> not one of us. <laughs> so anyway, this has been fun. This has been great. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And close the Do you want to do it? Close nah, the, I don't feel like it. Close the gates. <laughs>